This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Cat lovers, welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and as I always mention, I am owned by a fun and funny cat named Scamper. So, February is Dental Month. Veterinary hospitals across the nation are trying to increase awareness about dental health. And guess what? Cats have teeth, too. So I have with me a very special guest, Mary Berg. Now, she has lots of initials after her name, and she is very, very credentialed to be an animal tooth specialist, if you want to say. And we're going to pick her brain because... We know that she has over 70 publications that she has co-authored or authored about teeth, and she works in private practice as well as teaching veterinary professionals a little bit more about caring for teeth. So we're going to talk teeth with her right after these messages. Hey, Dr. Cat again. You know how every house has a certain smell or every place has a certain smell that you kind of associate with that place? I remember when I was 17, my very first job was at a toy store and it had a very, very distinctive odor because of all the plastic and all the things that were in the toy store. I could go into that toy store even today and I would remember that smell and it would bring up, you know, memories for me. But one thing your house never has to smell like is the litter box. Because for that, I found Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal. It seals and destroys odor on contact for seven days. A seven-day odor-free home guaranteed. You don't want your house to smell like a litter box. Get Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal. Arm & Hammer, more power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So I opened by explaining that February is Dental Month and veterinarians nationwide are trying to promote and educate dental care. So Mary Berg is going to help us understand everything about teeth. Welcome, Mary. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry about my dog barking there. <laughs> well, that's okay. All of the listeners understand that we're animal lovers. Uh, so, But I think that Dental Month gives us a, an interesting platform to raise awareness because I feel like people sort of forget that their cats have teeth. So let's just start talking about cat teeth and why it's important for us to be aware of their teeth. Well, cats do have teeth and they are um, carnivores, so they need those teeth when they're, they're eating and things for them to survive. Although cats can do very well without teeth, should they have an issue where they need to have their teeth removed, they do actually do very well without them. But I always look at the mouth as a mirror of the body. And if an animal has a very healthy mouth, they're going to probably be healthier overall for their lifetime. So we I want completely to make sure agree. Are, yeah, we want to make sure those pets are pain-free and they're happy. And uh, we're just going to have a help, happy, healthy, happier animal. Well, that's my soapbox, and I I feel like my mission is to help animals not be painful. So dental disease is a source of pain, so I'm really glad that you mentioned that. So 
Is there anything interesting or specific to cats about their dentition or their teeth? Well, they do tend to not. I always uh, talk about the cats, the fact that cats don't read textbooks. So they do tend to have some things that um, are a little bit more commonly found in cats than, say, dogs, although we are finding some of these things in dogs, such as tooth resorption. And that is for, we don't really 100% understand what causes it, but for some reason, the body basically starts to resorb the teeth. And these can be very painful during the process of resorption, especially once some of the dentin and the the enamel is removed on the crown. And these animals do become very, very painful for this period of time. It is probably one of the most common things we see in cats as far as, as dental disease. Of course, they also do get periodontal disease, which is an infection that is in the the tissue surrounding the teeth. And another issue we see in cats quite frequently is something called gingiva stomatitis, which is a severe inflammation of the gingiva. Again, not 100% sure what really causes stomatitis. Um, We just know it is an extremely painful disease for the cat to have, but it is treatable. So I think that I want to talk with you about what your recommendation is for cat owners and cat teeth. Should they be looking at their cat's teeth, you know, every day, every week? What do you, what do you usually recommend? I would say at least every week, um, take a peek. Um, Ideally, I would love to have everyone you know, brushing their cat's teeth or at least wiping their cat's teeth with a with a good oral wipe to kind of help remove the plaque on the teeth. Plaque is actually what does lead to the infections that happen in the mouth, especially when it comes to periodontal disease. So we want to remove it on a daily basis if we can. Although not all cats are, they're big fans of having that done. It can be done with a lot of training and positive reward for the animal. So it is something that's possible to do. I do really encourage pet owners to take a peek at the teeth as often as they can, whether that's, you know, once a week or so, and just see if they see anything unusual. Are the gums extremely red? Are they swollen or are they nice and pink and healthy? Are there any fractures on the teeth? Um, That does occasionally happen. Or is there anything that just looks a little odd in the mouth that, that isn't normal? or you haven't seen before, you really should be taking your cat to the vet and have them evaluate what's happening in their mouth. I tell people to start when their cats are young and the teeth look normal so you know what normal looks like. Also, um, even as a veterinarian, when I'm going to look in a cat's mouth, if the cat really, really resists me, it really makes me wonder if there is pain. So if you are at home with your cat and and your cat really resists you looking in the mouth, it's time to call your veterinarian. That's what I say. I I bet you agree. I bet. I agree 100%. Usually any animal that is, is what we would call head shy or doesn't want their face or, or, or mouth messed with is probably a very painful animal. Just think about it. If your teeth hurt, you probably don't want anybody, you know, really, you know, looking in and messing in your teeth with your teeth, except hopefully your dentist. And you might not even really want that either, but you know it needs <laughs> you might to not be done. Want it, but it's, best, it's in your best interest. Let's leave it at that. So I, um, I think it's pretty interesting the difference between a cat mouth and a dog mouth. And of course, people make jokes about dog breath, but I encourage my cat owners to also just kind of sniff. I mean, it sounds kind of gross, but just kind of sniff because bad breath can mean some pretty offensive things, can't it? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Bad breath is one of the first indications that there's an infection in the mouth somewhere. And it is something that, you know, a lot of people don't really always get close enough to their cat's face 
so to speak, to, to smell their breath. But uh, uh, any type of malodor or offensive smell coming from the oral cavity is indicative of something going on in the mouth that we need to be assessing. Most cat breath that is, is in a healthy mouth is actually might be what we would refer to as kind of a warm, salty smell. It's not offensive at all. But once we start having any kind of a, more of a not so pleasant odor coming from them, we really need to be looking at their mouth and seeing if there's something more going on. I know in my personal cat, you know, he had to switch diets recently because of, you know, his advanced age and, and kidney issues. And I have noticed since I've switched diets with him that his breath is becoming uh, a little bit more offensive and he will be visiting the vet very soon to have his mouth evaluated and teeth cleaned. So for a completely normal cat, just like a young mm-hmm. cat, what are your recommendations for how often a veterinarian needs to be looking and, and how often things need to be done? Well, I'm a big believer in every pet every time. So every time that pet comes into the veterinary clinic, the veterinarian should be evaluating the oral cavity. As a pet owner in a young animal, at least every year, your pet needs to be seeing a veterinarian, even if they appear healthy and they're the, you know, the quote unquote indoor cat only. They really do need to be seeing a veterinarian on a, on a yearly basis, if not more frequently. And that is something you need to discuss with your veterinarian and find out what, how often they would like to see your pet. Um, but usually the standards right now are, you know, for a, an animal, say under, I'll just throw out a number, seven years old, you know, once a year is usually okay unless you notice any issues going on with that pet that you need to see them sooner. So even quote unquote normal mouths need to be checked and need to have potentially have some preventive things done. Can you describe what that might entail? Well, a preventative care, usually think about what we as humans go through with our oral cavity is even though we brush our teeth twice a day, at least, um, we still get our teeth cleaned every six months, at least every year. And even though we do that, we still have some buildup on our teeth every time we go to the dentist. If we're not brushing our cat's teeth on a daily basis, they're going to start having some plaque buildup, and that can lead to some gingivitis or a little bit of infection around the teeth. So I always compare everything we do with our companion animals to what we do as humans. So I would recommend, you know, having the the veterinarian do an assessment on them and be proactive and, and get their teeth clean more frequently so that we don't get to where we have infection. We're trying to be proactive and be preventative. It's just like giving a vaccine. Um, We don't want that disease to start. So regular oral cleanings and then good home care at home can really keep that mouth healthy for the animal's entire lifetime. We don't need to wait till we start smelling bad breath. I guess is what I'm really trying to say. Let's be proactive. Let's get them in. Let's get their teeth cleaned. It's a very short procedure. If we don't have a lot of buildup or a lot of disease present, yes, the animal does need to be uh, anesthetized to have this done. But the more often we can do it more frequently, the more likely we're going to keep that mouth healthier longer. In addition to that, during that procedure, make sure your veterinarian is taking x-rays or oral oral, uh, radiographs of the mouth because as I always will tell clients, your animal can't tell me where it hurts. So I want to see those x-rays to see if there's something going on that the animal can't tell me about. You know, it can't be seen when we just look at the teeth in, a, in an exam room. Um, we need to look at it and see what's happening in that mouth with x-rays. So being proactive, being on a regular schedule, you know, at least yearly, um, maybe a young animal, you could wait till they're you know, maybe two years of age or so before you really start that. 
But just being, you know, have that conversation with your veterinarian, find out what they really do recommend, and then, you know, be proactive and, and keep that animal healthy as long as possible. You know, one time I, um, I had a client tell me when he was younger growing up, they never did any dental care for any of the pets and, and he didn't think that they needed it now. And I, um, I just looked at him and said, you know, when I was younger, my mom didn't put me in a car seat. And now we wouldn't dream it. And you know, he booked he booked the dental care. So I was yeah, glad that's a that great I came idea. I'm going to use that. that one. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're going to take um, a short and break. And it's the truth, I know. And so we're going to take a short break and then come back and talk with you a little bit more. I think that I want to delve more into the actual parts of the dental cleaning and all the things that we can learn and can do. So we'll be right back. If you're attacked by a bear, a dog will throw himself into the mouth of a bear to save you. Dogs are dogs. They pour out their love onto you. Before long, you can't live without them. I have a chocolate cocker spaniel named Lady and a blackmouth cur. He's about 120 pounds, and his name is Arlo. My little cocker, her coat's as soft as a stuffed animal. They're both real soft coats, and my dogs don't have any health problems because they're eating what they need to eat. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is like pouring a multivitamin right onto their food. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa, the digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. We'll be scooping our Dynavite onto the food, then squirting the lick of chops and the fish oil. They start salivating. Dynavite is nutrition. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. It's a lot of responsibility owning a dog. I get my Dynavite at D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So I'm talking with Mary Berg today about dental care in cats because I feel like people forget that their cats have teeth and that teeth can be a source of pain and a source of ongoing disease that can make a healthy cat unhealthy. So we were just talking about how often Mary feels like pets may need to have their teeth cleaned. And she mentioned something about the anesthesia. So I want to talk about the parts of a dental cleaning and what we can learn. And the first part, I guess, is the anesthesia. And I think that scares people. Mary, would you agree? Oh, yes. It is probably one of the top three things that, that we run into as to why clients do not want to go forward with a, with a dental procedure is they are afraid of the anesthesia. And I just want to let you know that, that in today's veterinary hospital, these animals are um, actually, the medications we're using during the anesthesia process is very similar. In fact, sometimes the same medications that's being done in human hospitals when you go in for surgery. And we do have a dedicated anesthetist, someone who is monitoring that patient during the entire procedure. We have them with monitors on them, but also a human standing there, checking all the vitals, making sure that they're doing as well as possible under anesthesia. We also, I'm a big believer in using multimodal pain management during the dental procedure, which basically means if we are doing anything for, you know, a treatment in the mouth, we're going to place a nerve block in that mouth, which is basically the same thing as if you would have a filling done and your doctor gives you, you know, Novocaine to 
you know, so you don't feel the pain. We use that even though the animal is under anesthesia because we can keep the anesthesia at a very light level and we can do the procedure without the animal feeling the pain. And that actually usually lasts um, up until the animal goes home or sometimes even past the time the animal goes home. So they're going home pain-free and then we're giving you medication at home to make sure that the animal remains and, and as little pain as possible. Also during the um, anesthesia process, we're running fluids on them to make sure we're keeping them as hydrated as possible and doing everything we can to keep them as warm as possible under anesthesia. They do tend to lose a little body heat when we're doing our dental cleaning. So we make uh, every effort we can to keep them as warm as possible. We bundle them into little burritos <laughs> to, to keep everything as warm as possible. And all of those things will really aid in making sure that your cat has a very smooth anesthetic process and also a very smooth recovery period. I agree. And we are very proactive about anesthesia in my practice. And also, I love what you said about the dental x-rays. I have had dental uh, dental digital radiology in my practice for years and years and years. I was the first one in my area to implement it. And it really helps me be a much better doctor and do a much better job. So I would encourage everyone out there to ask their veterinarian, you know, what is going to be involved in the dental care that, that they're being recommended for. So, so yes, I love that. You agree with everything that I say, which I jokingly say, that makes you right. <laughs> and I, I do. Thank you very much for that. But I do believe if your veterinarian does not offer digital or x-rays, period, and especially intraoral x-rays, I would look around and see if you can find one who does have the x-ray system because it does make such a huge difference on what we're looking for. And then also make sure that they're taking the full series of x-rays on your patient, even if they don't quote-unquote, spotted problem, but we want to make sure that, you know, like as I said, the animal can't tell me where it hurts, so I need to look and look for problems that it's amazing how many times I can do an oral exam on a patient and not really find anything abnormal when I'm doing the, the oral exam, but I take an x-ray and it's like, oh, well, did not expect to see that. So, you know, we find, I think the statistics officially say we find about 42% more pathology by taking x-rays than we would just on a regular visual oral examination. So it is very important that we are doing the best thing for our pets and making them as comfortable as possible. Another thing we do too with anesthesia, and I had kind of forgotten to mention this, is make sure they're, you know, you're getting pre-anesthetic blood work done on your patient, on your pet. That just helps the, the veterinarian rule out any underlying health issues that maybe we weren't aware of before we go into the anesthetic process. Yes, I agree with that too. It is mandatory in my hospital. So, you know, I uh, I do a lot of dental care year round, not always in February, but I do a lot of dental care. <laughs> and I actually treat a lot of pets that belong to dental hygienists and dentists. And, um, and I love being able to text them or message them the radiographs and say, hey, I think this one needs to go because they're always like, oh my gosh, yes, take it. So yes, um, yes, we do find... Yes painful processes. I mean, think about what if you couldn't speak and you had an abscess tooth, you couldn't speak, you couldn't motion, you couldn't gesture, you just had to suffer. Wouldn't you be grateful that a veterinary professional took the time to find that and address it for you? I think, I know I would. Yes, I, I totally agree. And I am a person who has suffered from, from different toothaches over my lifetime. And I don't think there's um, anything that is more 
it's, it's just horrible to have a toothache. It just makes your whole body feel not healthy. You don't feel well. You don't want to do anything. You're hurting. And, you know, we see these animals all the time who, after we do a dental procedure on them and we've gotten their mouth healthy, that they are acting like a kitten again. They're feeling so much better. They're coming out wanting to, you know, spend time with their owners and, you know, love on them and, you know, things like that. So it is something that a lot of times tooth pain starts fairly slowly and we may not as as a human notice something's happening in our pet. So we want to make sure just to be proactive and looking for it on a regular basis will make a big difference in your pet's quality of life. Yes. And cats, I think, are masters at trying to hide it. Sometimes my dog yes. owners will say, I think she I think she isn't chewing her bones or I think she's eating funny. They may yeah. notice something, but my cat owners do not until after I've addressed it. And then they're like, yeah. wow, I had no idea. So yes, cat people, listen, include your veterinarian in this because your cat may not be telling you about issues. Yeah. And cats will basically, quite frankly, eat no matter how painful they are. Somehow, some way they will eat. And they can, you know, so we may not notice them not eating. There are reports of cats who will hiss at a water bowl or, or kind of chew on one side when they have some dental pain, but that's not the norm. So you just have to be a little bit more, you know, kind of watching them. Cats will also, I think one of my uh, cases that I had at one time was uh, an animal who had five teeth affected by various levels of tooth resorption, which are probably one of the most painful things a cat can have in their mouth other than stomatitis. And uh, the cat purred the entire time it was in for the examination. And um, the pet owners did not want to believe me that this animal was painful because he was purring. And purring, purring can actually be a way for a cat to calm themselves and, you know, kind of soothe themselves a little bit. I've had cats with fractured femurs, or not femurs, but fractured pelvises purring while during the exam. So just be aware that just because your cat is purring does not mean that he's not in some type of pain. Well, and cats are are master survivors. I mean, they're just Mm -hmm. amazing at surviving. You may not know what your cat is going through. I'm with you. I have done some assessments on cat mouths that I was just like, I don't know how this cat even, you know, does its day with this level Mm -hmm. of pain. They're, They're amazing. Yes. So just be aware, you know, your cat may not be willing to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, my mouth hurts. So, you know, be proactive and, and, you know, get them in for at least an annual exam and make sure the veterinarian is doing, you know, not just the heart, lungs, you know, that kind of stuff, but also looking at their mouth. And every time your pet goes into the veterinarian for no matter what it's going in for, um, your veterinarian should be, you know, assessing the oral cavity at that time too. And you can, as a cat owner, don't be afraid to look in there. Mm-hmm. If you have any concerns, certainly reach out to your veterinary team because you are your cat's best advocate. Yes. Well, it has been amazing. And I want all of my listeners to recognize that although February is dental month and veterinarians all over are talking about it and trying to raise awareness, dental care is not something that is seasonal. It needs to be an ongoing process. If you can prevent issues rather than have to try to scramble and address them after they're painful, it is so much better for your cat. Mary, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you for having me. And I again apologize for my very loud dog who decided to bark only during an interview. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. My cat never disrupts me. So (laughs) my dog does, but not my cat. 
So, of course, I want to thank our amazing producer, Mark Winter, because without him, Nine Lives with Dr. Cat would not exist. And I want my cat lovers to go out and not only have a perfect day, but also lift your cat's lip and give it a sniff. And if you find something that concerns you, or even if you don't, call your veterinarian and get some preventive care scheduled. All right, everybody, have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.